1: A, a Giants podcast for Giants fans By Giants fans It's Sean
0: Morash And Paul Dotino
1: Down the sideline Into the end zone
0: Touchdown Giants From the offseason Through the wins And the losses It's time to
1: take One One, one Giant, giant step, step Oh yeah that smell that sound it's football and we are taping one giant step here on thursday august 24th which means we are exactly two weeks away from the chiefs and lions kicking it off and whatever that amounts to 20 no 17 days away from the giants and cowboys on sunday night football so as we get ready to get fully entrenched in our Twice a week episodes in the regular season. We set the tone here on One Giant Step with your host, Sean Moresh, and one of my favorite guests, Tyler Dunn of GoLongTD.com, who just wrote a great piece called The Resurrection. And Giant fans remember Tyler Dunn for his in depth two part piece on what went wrong with the Giants, with Dave Gettleman, and how they were just dug in such a deep hole. But today that hole feels to be a mountain they have climbed out of the Giants coming off of a playoff year and have a general manager capable of trading a seventh round pick for Isaiah
2: Simmons, which we will get to in just a moment. Ty, what's up? Sean, I love seeing you here on the Miracles of StreamYard. In addition to hearing your voice, I feel like we're always BSing, you know, a few minutes before a segment. We've been doing this podcast a few times, so always good to see you. And it's funny that you mentioned the two-part series, because it actually turned into three parts. There was so much pressure uh, on on That's from right. these Giant fans wanting a new coach and a new GM. I had to kind of double back with a lot of those former scouts and sources to learn more because uh, it seemed like it was going that direction of bringing Joe Judge back, you know, kind of move, reshuffling the deck internally, not thinking outside of the organization. So, yeah, they uh, you got to give John Mayer credit. You have to, you have to give ownership credit because they were willing to think outside of the bubble.
1: It's changed everything, and Ty, I, I, I've made this joke to others because I, you know, I got obviously close friends in my circle of Giant fans that obviously were so in tune to that story when you did it. Uh, I actually told them you were going to be on the podcast, and then basically, oh, send me the link, send me the link. You base, you've covered the Packers, you've covered the Bills. I would argue the Giants have become basically your third team based on that piece. Uh that every, and you, you did the piece on Tiki that everybody's gotten into. So we wanted to have you on to talk about, you know, your piece on Joe Shane, but in the process of this. About 20 minutes before we're taping the podcast, Joe Shane trades a seventh round pick for Isaiah Simmons, former first round pick of the Arizona Cardinals, a guy who giant fans, I could tell you a big internal debate was, do they take an offensive tackle in 2020 or do you take the do it all defensive piece of Isaiah Simmons? As it turns out, the Giants get maybe the best left tackle in football, not named Trent Williams and Andrew Thomas in that draft. So nobody has thought twice about it and they don't take Isaiah Simmons. Simmons probably would have been misused under previous giant regimes before obviously Dable and wink and company took over last year, but this is the kind of move that, surmises everything that Joe Shane is as a general manager, always looking outside the box, always trying to be proactive. Uh, The Giants had a major problem, both stopping the run and team speed on defense. They added Bobby Okereke in the offseason. They added some defensive tackle depth. They had a glaring hole at the other inside linebacker position, but I firmly believe that Wink Martindale specifically is the perfect defensive coordinator to figure out how to use Isaiah Simmons, who's kind of all over the place position-wise and the car Cardinals really tried to force feed him as a second safety for far too long. He finally had a better year last year, but I think that this is a home run move by Joe Shane. First of all, even if he fails, you've only given up a seventh rounder on an expiring contract, but if he thrives
2: Ty, I mean, this is again, Wink Martindale knows how to use guys like this. No, no doubt. I mean, if there's a coach that can figure out Isaiah Simmons, it's Wink Martindale. And it's just fun watching his defense, isn't it? I mean, just like as an objective, Consumer of pro football. You don't know who's blitzing. You don't know who's backing away. It's confusing as hell. And I, I think that they'll find a role for him. Really, if he gives you anything at all, it's worth it. So this yeah. is just Joe Shane to a T. I mean, we got into this in the story where he legitimately is turning over every stone he possibly can. And I think in kind of a roundabout way, maybe the, the carryover of what, like $12,000 from the Gettleman disaster. I mean, it was historically bad how much cap money they had to work with. I mean, they're they're scouring the waiver wire. They're they're looking for players by any means necessary. And a lot of them kind of worked out. Isaiah Hodgins obviously has. I I think that almost kind of helped this regime, not just Shane, but his his pro department, his college department. We have to work that hard that soon into trying to rebuild this thing. And then all of a sudden you do have money. All of a sudden you do have options. I think that may be maybe the best thing for for everybody, right? It's, it's not like okay. they walked in to this treasure trove. Like, no, they had to bust their ass to find any NFL caliber players.
1: Yeah, and, and the guys that they did have that were NFL caliber, they've, you know, climbed and made more of an elite level player like a Dexter Lawrence. But, Ty, I take you back to the – forget the – we'll get to the offense in a second because, again, an incredible job and Dable and Kafka's hands are all over what Joe Shane's provided them defensively. Okay, they had Dexter Lawrence and they had Leonard Williams – they draft Kayvon Thibodeau. Obviously, we still want to see more of Aziz Ojalari coming along. Um, they find Jason Pinnock off the scrap heap where the Jets are getting rid of him last year. He looks like he might be their playmaker this year out of the other safety position. They take two picks here uh, in the first round with Deontay Banks. The sixth round, they get this kid Trey Hawkins from Old Dominion who might start on opening night. He kind of has the Tariq Woolen feel of corners this year. The linebackers, he's invested picks in Darian Beavers, Micah McFadden, late, but now adds Isaiah Simmons, signs Bobby Okereke. I mean, basically, we're 18 months into Joe Shane completely turning over a defense here for Wink Martindale with all of these pieces. Like you said, Barron didn't have a lot of salary cap move to, you know, to maneuver with. And his drafting ability. I mean, this looks like another great draft class. There's all this hype about this Jordan Riley from Oregon, a seventh round. Like, we never get excited about day three picks in Giant World. First of all, you shouldn't anyway. It it, it's unbelievable, and and I wonder, really, everything that's gone on in Buffalo and Joe Shane learned in Carolina, Miami, Buffalo, his whole way up. I you know I'm starting to wonder if he's the better GM <laughs> than everything that's gone on in Buffalo, maybe he was the real brains behind the
2: operation. Thought. Well, well, him and Brandon Bean are they they may be best friends. <laughs> they are at least in football. They're they're really really close. You know, they they met in Carolina. And we get into this all in the story, but, you know, when Joe Shane is doing a three-week internship with the ticket department of uh, his last year of college, that's when he met Brandon right. Bean. They kept in touch. He had the offer from Striker, could have got into medical sales, kind of hemmed and hawed and, and dra- dragged ass on that. And, and the, he had this passion for football deep within. So they pull the offer at 4 o'clock on a Friday that Combine week. He gets dinner with Brandon Bean at the Combine. Nothing's guaranteed, but eventually there is this scouting assistant job that opens up. He gets that job, and his career just takes off. And in a roundabout way post-Carolina, vis-a-vis Miami, Brandon Bean brings him on as his right-hand man in Buffalo. So, yeah, I think that Buffalo, their drafts are – I'm not going to just say they've been bad. I mean, if you draft Josh Allen ahead of Josh Rosen, that's going to buy you some goodwill as it should. But they definitely need the Gregory Rousseaus, the Kyer Elams, the Boogie Bashams. Um, the AJ Appanessa's they've, they've got a lot of high picks James Cook that you don't really know which way it's going to go but I, I do think that Joe Shane is exactly what the Giants have, have needed we talked about this before you just need somebody who has been obsessed with scouting their yeah. entire lives and, and they're not this crusty old scout this crusty old football mind that isn't going to think outside of the box isn't going to think about new ideas so Joe Shane's the best of both worlds I mean he spent 3,360 nights out of a Marriott as a scout, and that doesn't account for the Hilton properties he stayed at. Could the first you imagine? Of his career. Could you nine imagine? years. That's nine years of his marriage that he's in a Marriott.
1: Said That's all part of the piece on golongtd.com, The Resurrection, how many nights Joe Shane spent in a hotel. So I'm curious on this. This is the perfect example. The Giants trade a seventh-round pick for Isaiah Simmons, Okay. A lot of general managers would look at this and understand the Arizona Cardinals are in a transition. Isaiah Simmons, again, a misused kind of player trying to find the right position. Still has flashed at times, but hasn't lived up to the first round ability. He would have been claimed on waivers, and the Giants now naturally are a little back on the waiver claim wire. I, I fully believe that. So Joe Shane striking with a seventh round pick and giving Arizona something just speaks to his like forward thinking. Now, that might seem so simple to people. Of course, you give up a seventh-round pick for Isaiah Simmons. A lot of GMs wouldn't. Dave Gettleman certainly wouldn't have done that. They would have sat back, well, the guy's cutting them anyway. If we get him, we get him. Now I think about the value of the pick, a seventh-round pick. He took Kadarius Toney. He turned that into a third- and sixth-round pick, which have now been used on Darren Waller. And the sixth-round pick was the pick used on Trey Hawkins, this kid from Old Dominion that everybody is raving about. Um, I mentioned last year the waiver wire stuff. Jason Pinnock was a really important piece. And then in the third round this year, they make a choice in the second round between John Michael Schmitz, the center for Minnesota, will start and Jalen Hyatt. Hyatt slides down the board, a speed factor that the Giants have lacked for a long time. And Joe Shane gets Brian Dable on the phone with McVay. They trade, you know, minimal stuff to go up. That pick that they end up trading, the Rams use on Stetson Bennett, okay. And the Giants get Jalen Hyatt out of it too. Um Speak to me a little bit about your feel and talking with Joe Shane on just his understanding of the value of draft picks, when to move them, when to keep them, because just think about all of what he just accumulated just by using draft pick shuffles.
0: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. Every time or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah,
2: it's, I, I think that, that there's two ways to look at it because you, you need that element of it and just being able to constantly find different ways to improve your football team, getting creative, um, you know, maneuvering the draft board, all of that. But I, I think what kind of separates Joe Shane too is he, he understands it's a league set up to go nine and eight, eight and nine. Uh, P- press Taylor, the OC for the Jaguars, made this point when we got together, uh, this offseason. And I brought it up to Joe. He's like, that, That's how we're thinking too. So, in this league, with the way the rules are set up, um, everything is kind of pushing everybody to the middle for parity. You can be worse in the division next year, you can be first you know, how many close, every, I feel like every game comes down to the last drive, right? The, the, the Vikings lost all those one-score games with Zimmer. They won them all with Kevin O'Connell. So when, you, when you're when you operating through that that kind of lens, you know that how a player is wired matters. Like it, deep into the fourth quarter, is that a player who isn't that smart, is going to do something right. dumb, like jump off sides, um, run, run the wrong route, Or is it a player who is going to be disciplined, uh, technically sound, and most of all, mentally tough when Brian Dayball calls calls a play on fourth and one, fourth and two with everything on the line? Are you going to get sweaty in the palms? Are you going to freak out? Or are you ready for that moment? And I think with all these decisions, like when you think that way, it's not just about the first round picks. It's not just about the 60, 70 million dollar free agents. It's about the Jason Pinox and the Isaiah Hodginses. You know, it's everybody that you're scouring on, on the waiver wire for. And I, I got to know Hodgins for a piece of go along last year. I'm telling you, he is wired that way okay. to the core. Mentally freaking tough dude with what yeah. he's been through. And I think that Joe Shane will always be leaning on that mode of running a football team. Because as he said, the fabric of who you are, it, it, it's going to rise to the surface. For better or worse, we're going to see who you are as a person. Yeah,
1: Isaiah Hodgins, another perfect example of that hard work kind of guy. Um, speaking of that, hard work, mental, all of it, Daniel Jones, Tyler, okay? And let's, we've talked about a lot of what Joe Shane's done as the GM as far as draft picks go. You know, this was going to be a really interesting season in terms of free agency and keeping your own. Maybe this is where you gave Dave Gettleman a little bit of credit. Suddenly, look at some of these guys. Joe Shane has brought back Dexter Lawrence, Andrew Thomas, Daniel Jones. These are all guys that Dave Gettleman's. <laughs> drafted which he stuck as a gm anyway but the giants had a long history of not being able to keep their own guys or not drafting the right guys to keep so joe shane has to make a choice this offseason do i use the franchise tag on saquon barkley do i have to slap it on daniel jones he ends up coming to whatever you call it 11th hour 12th i'm terrible with that saying deal with daniel jones and five minutes before five five minutes minutes before and at first glance you hear like an average annual value of about 40 million and obviously there's all salary cap ways you move the cap hits around people freak out how could daniel jones be worth that money now you see the herbert deal come through the burrow deal is going to come through rogers is reworks some of his money but essentially daniel jones's average annual value is going to amount to about the 12th highest paid quarterback in football which oh by the way might be right about where he ranks when you actually consider you know franchise quarterbacks and age and all of that stuff so Again, people freaked out at first glance, didn't do whatever. Now this ends up leading to Saquon getting the tag. Somehow Joe Shane comes up with this and James, like one year deal. Saquon doesn't even miss a day of camp, which has to speak to, you know, Saquon could have said F you to Joe Shane. Uh, and it just speaks to the relationship there. So on both of those parties, let's start with Daniel Jones. He gets the contract. He's no longer some kind of wonder boy. You wonder what he is. You know, now he's got the money. What do you think Joe Shane and the Giants view Daniel Jones's expectations as, as we take, you know, a step forward here in year two?
2: You're right. It's 37 and a half mil, basically a year, which is, basically. I think, 11th yeah. or 12th. It, yeah. that, that's kind of where he is. It was a fair market deal that gives the Giants flexibility. Look, it, it can go one or two directions. If Daniel Jones just turns into a pumpkin, which I think is unlikely, if he kind of reverts to some old habits, starts turning the ball over and is just a guy, it's going to be costly, but it's not as bad as you would think, right? Two right. years. They, they can get out like in two 80, years, right? Yeah, they, they can get out in two years. I mean, it'll cost him a lot of money, 82 mil, I believe. But we're seeing teams being willing to eat some dead money if they have to. If, if it goes the other direction, if his career takes off, and I think it will because he's coached by one of the best three offensive minds in football, a guy who knows how to push his players to the limit, yet also love up on them, yet also innovate and design plays in a way you don't usually see yet also go for it on fourth down. He's not a coward like a lot of coaches with his coaching, with the weapons they have now, Darren Waller's looked great all summer by all accounts. Jalen high could be a factor. You still have Darius Slate and Isaiah Hodgins and Well, approximately 29 slot receivers. Somebody's going to work out there. Cole Beasley? (laughs) Cole Beasley. I I think it's going to go that direction. So if it does, all of a sudden, it's a bargain. As you noted, it's going to go well north of 50 mil in a couple years, right? Or at least mid-50s, maybe 60 per year. And now you've got a quarterback at a favorable number, relatively speaking. I think it was a genius – negotiation by Joe Shane to kind of take it as far as he did to not let emotion become involved one way or the other very easily. He could have just said, you know what? That's a gentleman guy. I don't want him. Look at like, I want my quarterback. I spent nine years living out of a hotel. Hell yeah. I'm going to find my guy. I'm the chosen one, baby. Like this is my team. And if we got to stink for a year to get a high pick so I can get my guy, that's what we're going to do. That's basically what a lot of GMs and head coaches, whoever's in power does he, 99% he, of them do,
1: Ty. Yeah. 99% do. We were reserved to. We thought for sure that was gonna happen. Uh I'm drawing a complete blank now on what quarterbacks were even taken this year because I remember having my that's how much I blocked. Oh, I Anthony Richardson, of course, CJ Stroud. But yeah, like it could have you could have tanked for any one of those guys, and they had the trust. You know, there was the story you did it on the job right last year with uh, yeah. you know basically letting the defense know what was coming and putting um, yeah. Daniel Jones yeah, they, tested it. they tested him. And, and he survived every test. So I think, you know, you mentioned all the strong-willed guys and everything. Daniel Jones uh, is just that, that dude. And now adding Darren Waller to this, Jalen Hyatt, giving him that speed option. I, I'm so just, and Giant fans are, looking forward to basically the next step that this offense can take. But I am curious in your sit-down with Joe Shane, the Saquon news was sticky. And Saquon, I mentioned that, doesn't miss a day of camp. He shows up on report day. It was like, this doesn't happen in the jungle. What do you mean he's not holding out? He's not going to be like Strahan before 07. There's no distraction. There's no anything. And then you come to find out, and we talked about this on Evan and Tiki. We had Joe Shane on the show. Shane said he did not put a clause in there and was not going to about not being able to tag Saquon next year. Now, if we get past this year and he wants to do it, that you know, so be it. But I am curious. When Saquon plays nice guy, they figure out a deal. Do you think Joe Shane is concerned about, like, his reputation around the league with players and that? Like, if he turns around and slaps Saquon with a second year of a tag, which he has every right to do, is he worried about the perception of other players eventually coming here going, I don't want Joe Shane to screw me. I'm curious where your mindset is talking
2: to Shane and your belief with that. That's a fantastic question, Sean, because I was thinking the same exact thing where as a GM – it's important to be emotionless and callous to a degree, right? You don't want to get too buddy-buddy with these players because you're going right. to have to make tough decisions of at some point. And the decisions don't get any tougher than they do at running back right now, where you have a player who can be central to everything you're doing offensively, touch the ball 300 times, 350 times. I mean, they're going to be relying on Saquon Barkley this year, but it's just bad business to pay that player 15, 16, 17 million a year. You, you you have to use that money elsewhere at the premium positions. That that's what allows you to pay up for Andrew Thomas, like they did, Dexter Lawrence, like they did. Uh, so to answer your question, I think that Joe Shane will navigate that situation with the the the, the utmost delicacy and antenna. A is around knowing everything he does in this situation, it's gonna resonate in the locker room, resonate around the league. I, I would be – this is just me talking, not anything Joe said. I would be surprised if they kind of went through the same exact thing next year, right? I, I think yeah. at that point, the tires have – a, you know, the tread is worn down a little bit more. We'll see, you know, if Saquon gets through the season healthy, produces, he'll still have value. If he suffers injuries, looks a little slower, it'll be kind of clear to everybody it's going to go that direction. Uh, but I – yeah, I, I, do, I do think that he's aware – of what it looks like around the league, because this is somebody who does value relationships. And I think that's a huge reason that he's even a general manager right now. He he isn't overly callous. He isn't overly emotionless. He does really value. Look, when he was a scout traveling all over the country, what kind of kept him refreshed is the chance to meet new coaches, you know, meet new administrators, meet new players constantly, you know, city to city to city, a lot like his dad. His dad was a truck driver who did the third shift. He's driving all right. night. You know, he's meeting people at big companies, small companies, and you know, lo and behold, his last day of work was this past June, and Joe went back to surprise him and oh, was great. surprised to see so many people who came back just to be there for it. I think that matters to him. Like, relationships in this business matter with agents, with players, with fellow GMs. I think he's going to navigate all of this, let's just say the exact opposite of Dave Gettleman Dave, or some exactly. of these other GMs who don't know how to navigate those relationships.
1: It just has me so giddy as a giant fan seeing Joe Shane. And again, the news you wake up to this morning is on Thursday. Isaiah Simmons traded to the giants. Joe Shane only gave up a seventh round pick. We are with Tyler Dunn. Go long TD. You just did a piece on the resurrection. Sit down with Joe Shane. So before I get your overall expectations for the giant season and your record pick, um, two, two parter after speaking with Shane, is there anything you walk away surprised by with Joe Shane, either the person or with what he did this off season? Uh, and number two, what should excite fans the most about the fact that Joe Shane is here running this team stable? I know that seems like an l- easy layup answer, but you know you got the chance to sit down, give Giant fans a little feel. What should excite them the most?
2: I think what should excite Giant fans is that you you have a an exec who isn't going to just try to you know throw candy in your face, right? Like he's not going to just you know, be that parent, the analogy I use this story, maybe this is like the dad coming out of me with two kids. Now I told my wife, we are not doing this. You see it at every restaurant, right? There's every a, a, a family at a table, the three-year-old's losing their mind. And what yeah. does a mom, what does a dad do? They set I the did. cell phone up against you do it, Sean. No, my So here's the truth story tie.
1: Uh, I fly blind a lot as a dad. My wife, the moment we, now I have two, I have a four-year-old, well, soon to be four-year-old, soon to be two-year-old. The one thing my wife refused to do, she goes, I'm not going to be iPad parents. We're not doing that. Yes, They can color with crayons at the table. They could do something like that. They, you know, they learn it's, you know, a reward down the line. We're not, we're not distracting them at dinner. Now there's times I'm looking at her like there's 10 heads. Uh, we might be at a hula hands and crayons are flying all over the place, but no, you're, so go back to your theory. No, I'm not that
2: parent. Cause my wife is mainly the one that says no way. We are in the exact same situation, four years old, two years old, you know, don't go out a lot, but if we do potential chaos and I, yes, like that at that age, the child needs instant gratification. You need, God forbid, Cocoa Melon. That is banned in this household. Ty, B- banned B- in B- my blue- house too. Yeah. Man, good. I can't take the good. songs.
1: It's too distracting for them or whatever. They can watch Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. I can't believe this. I wish blues you was closer. Blues. Bluey,
2: so many better <laughs> options out there. The the, the, the the Spider-Man show with the little Spidey. Our son loves that. Yeah, yeah, a lot of, a lot of better Man. options. Right. Exactly. I mean, Coco Melon's crack. There, there's something in that show that's yeah, hypnotizing mesmerized, right? An entire generation of toddlers. So it's like Mike Glennon like, playing quarterback for the Giants. You can't take your eyes
1: off it, but it's a disaster. It's
2: like a Jake Fromm quarterback sneak, right? <laughs> Backed up in your own I'll end under Joe Judge. Out, yes. <laughs> can't take your eyes off it. Um, okay, so that I mean that <laughs> right. The, 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 the child needs instant gratification. I, I don't want to just pigeonhole all in New York city sports fans because there's a lot of smart fans that get the delayed gratification and th- why that is more important but you tell me you're talking to them every day i feel like a lot of new york fans have become accustomed to the instant gratification the phone up against the glass give me that free agent signing give me that quarterback oh. high in the draft give me that trade Hi, i think like they want you. and a lot of these owners gms coaches happily oblige like and you go right down the list i mean Le'Veon Bell back to Bobby Bonilla to yeah Kevin Brown to Kobe like there's so many instances of, and I, I think that Joe Shane is going to fight that urge right. he isn't going to do John- something just to score political points that's not what G- he's going to do.
1: Giants signing Brandon Marshall to go to Od- Odell Beckham Jr. I, Ty, listen, I will tell you this we. Uh- As fans, a lot of times, I think every fan base has that in them. I was even like that as a Giant fan. Those dark times with Gettleman and a five-year stretch of being the worst team in football collectively changed Giant fans' minds. No Giant fan entered last year with playoff expectations, and I am shocked as we do the show. You know, I'm sitting with Evan and Tiki Barber, former Giant running back every day on WFAN, free on the Odyssey app where you can get this podcast as well. Giant fans have such a patience about them right now, and I think it's just like this gasping, okay, we want a playoff game. I haven't heard the talk of Super Bowl at all from Giant fans this year. In fact, there are some reserve going, okay, even if we take a step back and win nine, eight games, because it's good. Like, Giant fans talking like this is like otherworldly to me. I still think they're going to win 10 games and be a factor in the NFC, but there's still, I think, another step away from Philly. But there's this calmness that I think Joe Shane and Brian Dable have brought to the Giant fan base where there's no sense of instant gratification right now. We're okay with the process. Now, I can't say that for the other team in town now that Aaron Rodgers has gotten signed. They freaked out. (laughs) Add him to the list. Right. They freaked out that they can't beat the Patriots. The Giants made the playoffs. They go sign Aaron Rodgers. And you would think, Tyler, listen, taking these calls every day, the fan, the Giant fan, hey, stay the pros, stay the pros. Jet fans if you aren't picking their team to make the AFC Championship game you're the biggest gutless hater jerk you don't know what you're talking about so we are seeing that line in New York right now of the fan bases that are okay with the non-instant gratification and those going you know like animals basically if if you're not in on the instant gratification you suck
2: Yeah, Woody Johnson, Robert Sala, Joe Douglas, just serving up that cocoa melon for yes. everybody to watch. And yes, they will be Aaron Rodgers they is be...
1: cocoa melon to New York sports fans, mesmerizing yeah. but probably not good for you. Well, it will
2: psychologically damage all Jets fans for an eternity. Clearly, yeah. to, to yeah. put up with another six win season, seven win season, it will not end well for the New York Jets. Yeah, that that's so fascinating to me. The Jets going this direction, the Jet, the Giants going this direction. I think that Joe Shane is going to be calm. He'll be decisive. And they still look, look they're, they're in on Daniel Jones. They are. And I, I think that with Brian Dable, Mike Kafka, Shay Tierney, like they've got a coaching staff that will continue to get the, the most out of him. They've got weapons around him. I, I do think it's going to work out, but it's not going to preclude them from looking, right? They're going to yeah. be hunting for quarterbacks in the draft. Their whole scouting department's going to be all over this. If there's somebody they believe in, if they see whatever they saw in Josh Allen, the person and somebody that it's going over everybody else's heads, I, I think they will strike. I don't know when that is, 20, 25, 26, right. who knows? Uh, but I think there's a lot to love about the New York Giants right now. And I I, don't, I, I am going to take that leap. I, I think that they will win the division. I think the loss of an offensive coordinator, a defensive coordinator in Philly is, is going to be huge. Jeff Stoutland is still the best offensive line coach of a generation. Yeah. So they'll be able to run the ball. Jalen hurts. He's going to bust his ass. It's yeah. hard P.J. to bet against Brown, him, but P.J. I feel P.J. like Brown's
1: going to be awesome. Right.
2: I, I'm not saying Philly's going to be bad, but I think that they're going to come down a little bit. And I think the jets are or the giants, the jets, the giants are going to take a gigantic step win the division. And I sure as hell, I'm not afraid of the Dallas Cowboys at the talent on the Dallas roster is anywhere near the talent on the New York roster. Um, I'm taking Brian Dable over Mike McCarthy 100 out of 100 times.
1: It's the, big, it's the biggest swing. For, that's where I agree with you. I'm still going to give the Eagles the division. I'm not going. To, so I still have to see it. You know, the Giants, I've been rung in the head too many times by the Eagles right now to put the Giants. when I hope that they start to close that gap. I hope that Christmas Day is an enormous game. Uh, by the way, Tiki already talking about going with me and Tommy Lugar from the show. I think we're going to drive down after we're opening presents to our kids on Christmas morning if the Giants are in it and go do the giant Philly thing and sit in the upper deck at the link and see what gets thrown at us with Tiki Barber. We're going to tell them he's Rondé because they hate him more up there. So
2: that's, that's our plan. Oh, that's, that's great. That's, that's great. our plan.
1: And, and the best part is all of our wives have basically cleared. It said as long as you're there presence
2: with the kids. Wow, she's a keeper. She doesn't want the screens. And she's letting you go to a football game on I'll Christmas Day. Holy I was shit. shocked. I was
1: afraid to ask my wife when Tiki brought it up because it's like, you know, it's Christmas and I have young kids. But we go to my wife's side of the family. So Christmas Eve, like my side of the family comes to our house. We do a big thing. Christmas Eve, Christmas morning, as you know, tie with the kids, that's the big deal. You know, as the day goes on in Christmas, if you're making the travel plan, whatever, you know, all right, you're tired, you're worn down. I, especially us, an Italian family, due to Christmas Eve is a big deal. So I was shocked. She was like, we're just going to my uncle's house anyway. If you're just going to, you, we know you're just going to sit down and watch the Giant Eagle game the whole time. If you're going to be sitting there and have no help, you might as well be with Tiki in the upper deck at the link and at least get work content out of it. I said, say, mo- say no more, sweetheart. I'm not going to argue. With you. So we're going to monitor that. If that game comes down to the division, we will be at the link.
2: Here's here's a question though for you now. Are, do you guys operate like it's you know speaking of Marriott nights like Marriott points? Did, are, is she collecting points? So is she knowing by letting you do this, she's collecting points, and it's oh. only a matter of time before oh. she's asking for the girls' getaway somewhere.
1: Oh, oh, are you kidding me? She just came back from Fort Worth on a girls' trip last week, Tyler. So she's already. She's already ahead of the bank. You know, she's taking out bank loans. So I think that was probably why she was proactive. She was like, you know, I'm going here. You know, he might get a little tired of this, that, and the other thing, but it works out fine which is just great. All right. Ty, it's, a it's a compromise. It's a compromise. There's compromise. Nothing, nothing
2: sinister about it. Yeah.
1: It's unreal. I've loved chopping you, uh, chopping it up with you, Ty. Uh, look, a lot of giant fans are going to listen to this podcast. I've obviously already read the autopsy. Uh, they loved your piece last year. we brought up with Daniel Jones, having Wink Martindale, know all the plays. Um, tell them again, where they can go, what you have done here with Joe
2: Shane, as they all get really giddy here for the season. and want to read more giant football coverage. I appreciate it, brother. Always great talking giants with you. Uh golongtd.com, just like my initials and touchdown. Uh, but you can subscribe eight a year, 50 or I'm sorry, eight a month, 50 a year. And yeah, we're gonna keep the giants content humming because it is. I said this to Joe too in our conversation. I said, Look, I, I did a did a series on this team and the GM who preceded you. And I knew Giant fans were passionate. I did not know they were this passionate. It oh, blew yeah. me away. To and I, you know, I'm not not naive, but it, it was even above and beyond what I expected. Hi, so it's, it's been awesome. Wrong be the Giant
1: night fans. before Super Bowl 42 <laughs> here, pal.
2: Okay, oh, tattoo. Come on now,
1: my first but, daughter yeah. is named Taylor. For crying out loud. <sighs>
2: After uh, after Tyrod Taylor at the back yeah, of exactly. a, how, to, how much of a exactly. diehard you are. Yeah. Exactly. Although she
1: does think when we're watching the preseason games from Tyrod Taylor's and that the announcers are talking about her, which is funny, but nonetheless. I love it.
2: I love it. Great, great human being, Tyrod yeah, Taylor. That like is that team. is for certain. But yeah, we'll we'll keep the Giants features coming, profiles. Um got a lot up there. I mean, I I chatted with Isaiah Hodgins at length last season. He actually had a hilarious story about like knowing what Patrick Peterson was doing before Patrick Peterson knew what he was doing in that playoff game. So I think I uh, giant fans will enjoy the conversation with Joe Shane and, and we'll keep things rolling. So thanks so much for subscribing. All
1: right. Check out Ty's work at go dot Again, the resurrection is the piece a sit down with Joe Shane. We will be with you next week on one giant step following the preseason finale and cut day. As we see who makes the roster, a lot of interesting stuff happening in that wide receiver room. Thanks to our producer, James, and remember, wherever you're getting this podcast, if it's visually on YouTube, great. You want it audio only, free on the Odyssey app, and everywhere podcasts are available. And remember to catch me every day on WFAN's afternoon show, Evan and Tiki, live from 2 to 625. Follow me on Twitter at Sean Morash, and thanks for taking one giant step with us.